Hi, I am Sarah Noble, your host for the Modern Day Intuitive Podcast. For over 25 years, I've been on a spiritual journey, searching, learning, expanding, and growing. I've traveled the world, led by my heart, on a quest to know myself so that I can support others. This podcast was created from my deep desire to help you connect with your intuition and to inspire you to create a life where the impossible becomes possible and you live into your sacred dreams and desires. Thanks for being here and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show today. I have something a little bit different and exciting for us today. I recently connected with a friend and colleague, Nicole Ralston, and we had this beautiful conversation about following your dreams, knowing how to use your intuition to tell if you're on the right path, answering a lot of those questions related to not just our personal lives, but our business lives, and how can we be more heart-led and in the beautiful way Nicole says it, scale our lives with heart. So before I jump into our conversation, I just wanted to tell you a little bit about Nicole. She helps coaches, consultants, and therapists create signature programs that scale with heart. And she teaches how to cultivate a safe and supportive environment that allows her clients to achieve transformative results. And she works with people in ways that are dear to my heart, helping you create a business and life of your dreams, bringing your own wisdom and experience into the world by creating programs and offerings that are truly in alignment with who you are. I will put her contact information in the show notes if you'd love to investigate her further. So here is my beautiful conversation with Nicole. Enjoy. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you, Sarah, about how do we help our clients figure out if they're on the right path? I work with clients who have their own businesses. So often the question is, am I on the right path in my business? But I know that you and I both help clients just kind of figure out, am I on the right path in general? So thanks for joining me for this conversation today. I'm really excited to see what comes out of it. Me too, Nicole. I've been looking forward to this. So I'm excited. Well, maybe I'll have you kick it off and talk a little bit about how you help clients answer this question. Maybe we can start a little more general and then and then move back towards business. What are some ways that you help clients discover whether or not they're on the right path? For me, a lot of that comes from really getting in touch with their heart and the center of their being and really... You know, my work is based around spirituality and having a deeper connection with your intuition. And so I feel that that's an integral part of deciding what we want to do. And it's not always super clear initially. And I think that is part of the journey is taking that time to really discover a little bit more about who we are, what our heart is, what do we love? What do we really want to do? What lights us up? And there's a process to that. And that's part of that intuitive journey that I see playing out in this big question of what is my purpose? Am I on the right path? Am I going where I want to go in this life? I love that because you're right. It, there's not necessarily this immediate finite moment of clarity. <laughs> I think that comes out. I remember when I started my business and even started thinking about shifting out of my career, I was looking for an exact 
single answer. And I love the way you put that opening up to find joy and what lights you up. I think that... I don't know. I found that as I was growing older as an adult or thinking of myself as an adult, I was moving away from that. It felt like adulthood should be serious and not, <laughs> <laughs> and I should have these exact answers and and know exactly what I'm doing versus like, what am I excited about? Has that been your experience with your clients and helping them find what excites them? How do you help them find that? You know, a big part of that when you say like that, that growing up piece or that I'm being so serious and responsible, I find I often tell my kids, like, just because I'm a grown up, I don't have it all figured out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's a misunderstanding. <laughs> my kids have learned that very early. My oldest daughter loves dinosaurs. She asked her teacher recently a complicated question about dinosaurs, and her teacher, her kindergarten teacher, just didn't know, right? <laughs> she was like, what? I thought grownups knew everything. <laughs> I was like, oh, we'll Google it for you, sweetie. And she's not going to know every single fact you're looking for. And her eyes just went wide. And I was like, but that's okay. Like, that, we just keep learning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it is learning, right? Like, that's that piece. I think that as we're looking for this path, a big piece for me and my clients is it's all about learning, learning more about yourself, learning mm -hmm. more about your boundaries learning more about what are the things that really do make you want to get up in the morning and just go out and live life instead of being in a lot of shoulds. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that learning piece, like I have just been an avid learner all my life and I just feel like life is here to be learned. There's always something new to uncover, especially about ourselves. And that is all part of this journey of being on this path and, you know, in the shamanic work that I do, we tend to look at things in the sense of map making and how our journey can be portrayed as a map. And the wider perspective we have on that map, we see that there's a lot more opportunity, a lot more journeys we can take, a lot more side roads. And from that perspective of widening the map, we can get more in touch with the journey part of it, as opposed to like needing to see what the end point is right away. So funny. That's so simple, but I've never heard the journey described as a map as opposed to a path. And, you know, maps are so inviting, right? Like there's so many places to explore. And I think I see that being both exciting and challenging, especially if I'm thinking about my clients who are wanting to start businesses. There's so many different paths you can take that it can feel really overwhelming. And like, you know, it feels vital. It's a big should that you should pick the right one, some exact path to get from point A to point B, where a lot of us start businesses to to learn, like you said, to because we have curiosities about so many different things. I love this idea of actually building out a map and like charting out the unknown as opposed to trying to like clear an exact path forward. Yeah. And that's a beautiful word, the unknown, because that I think is what gets so many of us stuck is that we don't know and we feel we should know or we want to know, or we need to know. And then we get really trapped in that. And I find for myself, even that that's where my overwhelm kicks in is when I'm facing the unknown. 
and I start to get like, oh gosh, oh gosh, what's going to happen? I've got all these things to do and I don't know what I'm doing. And then I hit pause. Oh, look what's happening. (laughs) I like the pause idea. And I was actually going to ask you, it sounds like, and I I do a, a similar practice, even in my business coaching, you help guide your clients back to themselves. I love that the first thing that you said when you said, I love learning. And the first thing you mentioned was learning more about yourself. What are some ways you help clients learn more about themselves in, in your practice? I love experiential work where we're, you're really like learning about yourself while being with yourself in an experience. And I also work in energy medicine. So it's bringing in what we can't see, our unseen support, and the idea that we're first an energetic and spiritual being that's inhabiting a body. And so I take it to that level where we're looking at what's informing your humanness and how can you create a different relationship with different parts of yourselves and the experiences you're having so that like that most important relationship is the one you have with yourself. And from that, the more that you really get in touch with who you are, who you came here to be, other things unfold. Like the answers become clearer. There's the next step is shown to you. The passion is revealed. That thing that you want to do it just sort of drops in because there's space for it to drop in. There's a loving environment and a container for it to inhabit. Yeah. And you know, the the more I work in my business and the more I see my clients work in in their businesses, you're right. It the thing you're looking for tends to appear when <laughs> when you are willing to let go a little bit. I think a lot of times when we're so focused on finding perfect solutions, finding perfect answers, listening to all the shoulds and trying to follow all of those, you have blinders on. It's hard to see the things you're wanting that are right in front of you when you're not willing to just ease up on the reins just a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Do you find that with working with your clients, like where do they land in this place of of recognizing that spiritual peace or being able to let go of the reins? Like how does your work help your clients with that? Yeah, you know it's funny because when people come to me wanting to start a business, they really want to work on the more practical aspects of business, which are important. But, you know, the way you had just described the experience will teach you a lot about yourself. I feel like business teaches you so many things about yourself. And one of the things that I really try to work with my clients on is listening to what feels good, what lights you up, like you had mentioned, because those things are worth pursuing. And a lot of times, it feels like we need to do the hard things in business. I mean, you hear this often, like you know, hard work leads to good things. And I'm not saying that that's not true. But I think the kind of hard work we think of, like we think hard of being like sweating and toiling and and doing, taking the most difficult path is going to be the one that's going to make you the most successful versus I try to get my clients to listen to what they need right now, what their clients need, what their community needs, what they're just feeling is needed and how they're feeling like they're called to serve. And when you get quiet and with yourself like that, I find 
things just become easier. And also you remember to take care of yourself, which is a huge part of business. Because if you you are working hard, you're going to end up working hard no matter what. But I think working hard towards something that feels really good allows you to replenish yourself as opposed to constantly feel like I need to drain myself in order for this to be successful. Yeah, that's sort of society and the model that we have been following tells us that like you really have to work hard. I think that's been passed down from our ancestors about this is the way it works. But it doesn't. It works very differently. And I believe and I see in my work that the more heart-centered you are, the more coherence that we have inside ourselves, the more coherent our life is and the more we move forward into experiences that where we are able to serve because we're taking care of ourselves. And, and that piece too, right? Like you were saying in this industry or in this business where we are here helping others, we have to support ourselves first in order to be able to help others. Like that's just the nature of how energy works and how service is. If we're not full how can we give to others in a way that will sustain them if we can't even sustain ourselves? Yes. And you know, one of the things that we had talked about previously that I loved was your definition of service. A lot of times people, especially I feel like women hear this narrative that service means sacrificing yourself. And the way you describe service is as a devotion. I'd love if you just expanded on that idea more because that's the first time I had heard of it described that way and it just rang so true to me. Yeah. And that was a, a neat journey of my own, right? Like this idea of service. We've been taught service is more like servitude where we are sacrificing and we're giving of ourselves and we put ourselves last. But that's not really the, the way that service is. For me... When I am in service to something, it means I'm in devotion. What am I here in this life in devotion to? And really getting clear on that for myself being, I am in service to deepening connection and intuition for the planet. And so that is the marker, the guidepost of my life, like in everything, not just my business, but with my children, with my friends, with my interaction at the gas station. I'm in devotion to those things. And that's service, not a sacrifice. It's, it's a giving. It's a being. It's who I am. Yeah. And there's something about that that's so much more expansive. Because when you think about sacrificing yourself, you're really giving away from yourself. You're you're tapping into that type of energy that's really draining again, versus the way you're describing devotion. It sounds really fulfilling, like literally filling you up and making you feel like you're serving your purpose is what I'm hearing in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that makes me think of this other piece that I have found really important with my business is recognizing that my business is its own entity. It has Mm -hmm. a soul. Mm -hmm. Just like I do, it also has a soul. It came here wanting to give to the planet, give to the world. It's me, but it's separate from me. And so when I allow my business to have its own 
I guess like thoughts, feelings, actions, like they come through me for the business, but they're not me. And in that as well, it really helps the business to grow in a sustaining way because I'm not giving my everything to my business. Like so often energetically, we put our whole heart into our business or we actually store our business in our heart, in our body is what I've seen. And that can create burnout because we're not our business. It, it wants to be a separate soul coming here to serve through us. And so when I made that distinction and I started operating in that way, that really made a big shift. Yes. And you know, this is something that I have been working on a lot lately with my clients is when I had that realization for myself because... you know, I, When I started my business, not that I'm not now, but I was so passionate about it and giving a lot of myself to it. And once I started to realize it was its own entity, one, it took a lot of pressure off me to enable it to grow because you know, if we're thinking of it as its own entity, it will grow on its own. <laughs> like I don't mm-hmm. need I might need to help cultivate it, but it's it's meant to grow in the way it's meant to grow. And then two, it just made me stop taking things so personally. I felt like I was holding everything on my own versus now I can call people in to help me cultivate the business. It's not just all on me. If it's meant to grow and it needs more support, there are other people, other ways that I can fuel it versus just giving it all of my energy. Yeah. And just how you're saying that, like that's that beautiful for me, the spiritual piece, right? You have surrendered a little bit of like, okay, yes, it can survive on its own. I don't have to give everything to it. And what that surrendering does is create space for our unseen support to come in and create those synchronicities and serendipities and things that just come out of nowhere and help our business grow and expand and keep us on this journey of it unfolding. Yes, because a lot of growth is changed. And I think that that's one of the hardest lessons I continue to learn in business is that my business continues to evolve. And I used to think that was a bad thing. Like, if something's working, I should just keep doing the same thing exactly, you know, over and over and over again, versus noticing when there needs to be a shift, even a small shift. It doesn't have to be like a huge pivot in your business. But you know, I noticed that even like I'm thinking about my children, like they grow and evolve all the time and things that worked with them before, they're don't work with them now or they're not interested in them anymore, and that's just the nature of things. Yeah, our business has that same flow and how I see it in my work is that I am always changing and up-leveling and learning new things and bringing new information in. And so if my business just stays static, it's very sort of separate and it's not growing. It's not serving in the way that I'm advancing or I'm able to bring more things forward and hold bigger space for people and really be... The deeper we go into ourselves is the more we're able to help others. We can only really help others at the level that we're willing to look at our own stuff. Mm. 
And so it's as we go deeper into our own personal journeys and healing and learning, our business inevitably is changing because it is following that same path as us. Yes. And, you know, taking this back just outside of business, what are some ways in your practice that you help clients really turn in deeper and listen to listen to themselves in the way that you described? Meditation and spending time with yourself for me is one of the biggest markers of movement or that really getting underneath. Because our whole society, everything, our culture is very much mind-driven and how we run our businesses. It's, it's all about thinking and doing and figuring out. And when we get underneath that into this more fluid energy that's available, the one that isn't about working so hard nine to five and when you own your own business, way more than that. But it's more about letting the flow of things happen. And so practices that get underneath the chatter and the chaos and really bring you into your emotions, your feelings, your sensitivities. For me, like the intuition, like having a relationship with your unseen support is a huge part of growing a business because like we were talking about earlier, it takes a lot of the pressure off of it's all me and I have to keep it all together. And so it's it's really is about getting underneath our programming, our beliefs, our stories, all of those things that we've been conditioned to believe and say and do and think. When we can really see that our reality outside of us is made up of those things, and when we change those things, our reality changes, that just moves the needle. Like that's a huge aha. Like, wow, I am creating my reality based on what I believe, feel, say, do. And to me, I just feel that that is such a powerful tool. Yes, I 100% agree. And you know, the second you said the word chatter, I kept thinking about how the longer I've been in business, the like more I've turned down social media, mostly because it feels very noisy. Like there are a lot of things that I enjoy about social media, particularly being able to connect directly with people that I might not have been able to have conversations with. It feels like we live in a really noisy society lately. Yeah. And I think, you know, with COVID, there's been so many amazing things with technology, how we are able to do all these different things and stay connected. And yet at the same time, it's really drawn us into this technological world, which is noisy. How do you cultivate your business, you know, in terms of social media marketing or those kinds of things? I'm curious to know how you approach that because you seem to be really mindful and and thoughtful and intentional. I believe you have a podcast too, right? Yes. I have the Modern Day Intuitive Podcast where I have guests. I do an intuitive reading for them. And then I break down the call afterwards as a way to help teach intuition so that people can practice, people can see in real situations how it plays out, how it's working and have a connection to that. And so I am really mindful about those things. I have a wonderful assistant that does a lot of my posting for me. We work together on what my message is, what I would love to share with the world, what I feel is important 
to be heard. And then she puts that together for me and posts so that I can minimize being on there a lot. I haven't tended to follow the model of, you know, DMing people or reaching out to people on social media. I more connect in person through people I know, through people finding me through my podcast or finding me through social media. But I I haven't really used it as a platform of connection. It's not something that lights me up. And the way I am committed to building my business is by only doing things that I love. Mm, I love that. It's so refreshing because, you know, a lot of the business advice you hear these days is about just marketing through social media. But you're right. I found that my clients and myself, we make the greatest strides when we connect one-on-one with people. Like Sometimes that's through social media. People, like you said, find us and reach out. But a lot of my clients also are looking to step away. And it's possible. It's It's just that willingness to to connect on a one-on-one level, which is vulnerable and and tricky, but also really rewarding. Yes. And that's where that piece, right? About really going deep and having coherence inside yourself and understanding, well, why is that? Why am I vulnerable? Why is that so hard for me to have this deep one-on-one connection with another human? What is stopping me? What is telling me that I don't deserve that or I'm not good enough or whatever the things are, you know, those stories we tell ourselves. So when we really go inward, everything comes from us. So the deeper we are in relationship with ourselves, the more we can be in relationship with our clients. Mm, Yes. And I think that having more space for reflection, which is I think why I've I've just naturally, intuitively, if you will, stepped away from social media, is being able to hear myself not just think, but like you said, you know, feel what am I feeling right now? You know, why am I wanting to operate a certain way? It's hard to hear that when you're constantly being bombarded with like actual shoulds, right? <laughs> so if you're following mm-hmm. social media, if you're looking at YouTube channels, if you're doing that, there's a lot of literal shoulds on those mediums versus turning inward and hearing, you know, what are you feeling called to? Where are you feeling pulled? How are you feeling, you know, called to act? You get so much better information that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we're taught to believe that our validation, our information, everything we need comes from outside ourselves. But really, it all lives within us. Yeah. And you know, the other thing that I think I've I've realized kind of tying it back to my daughter and the the dinosaur thing, there are so many things we don't know. Like we're taught that, you know, all the information is already out there and we just need to find it. Where that's not true. There are so many things that everybody is discovering every day, you know, and I think we sometimes take for granted that we have a lot of wisdom inside us because it feels like certain things like, oh, that must already be known or like there's got to be an answer for that already. And that's not necessarily true. There's You're constantly creating all the time and you're creating new things. And I think we take that gift for granted. Yes. And even if it has been said a certain way before, the way that each individual voices it, holds it in their heart, 
is here to speak it into the world is different because people don't hear things the same way. Like, you know, how many times I know in my life, like someone will tell me something, someone will tell me something and like, you know, it takes a while. And then I'm like, Oh, wait, that's what you were saying. And they're like, yeah, forever now. (laughs) I know. I think about a lot of things that my mom told me and I was like, okay, okay, whatever. And the older I was like, Oh, okay. I get what you meant. (laughs) Yeah. So we each have our own individual, unique voice and unique way of bringing a message that you might think somebody has said it, but nobody said it the way that you have. Mm-hmm. And that's the exact way that all these people over here are waiting. They need to hear it that way for it to be their light bulb moment. Mm. And you know, that brings back that vulnerability piece into play because the way you connect over a message matters too, because there's a lot of information out there and a lot of the same information And I will take it better from people that I connect with versus just, you know, plain information lying on the page. I find when I connect authentically with somebody, whether like I'm actually talking to them or I'm just connected to their them through their writing, I'm able to hear the message better when there's some kind of connection between us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that is probably because that person who wrote that was allowing themselves to be vulnerable. And so it touches the other person's heart. Yes. And I think that's such an important part of business that... like Speaking of messages that need to be repeated over and over again, it's easy to think that the shoulds are more important. But speaking from the heart is probably the most important thing that you can do in your business. Not even just speaking from the heart, but making decisions from your heart as opposed to your head and especially as opposed to from the shoulds is going to allow you to navigate the waters, not just more easily, but more joyfully as well. Yeah. And that joy is the amplifier of intuition and information coming in and what we're putting out into the world. When we allow joy into that it changes the frequency of what we're doing. I love that you brought up the word amplify because I feel like, you know, my podcast being called Scale with Heart, I don't think about it so much as business scaling, you know, the way that I I can picture already. I mean, I was a math teacher, so I'm picturing like a graph of something (laughs) going up, but it's that amplification of the joy that is so important and creates the space you need in order for your business to grow. Yeah. And speaking of amplification, one of the other things, you know, with our business that is a topic is always money. And, you know, because yes, we're in service, we're in devotion. And we also want to live a beautiful, joy-filled life. And money does help with that. Money amplifies our life. And so when we can look at money as an amplifier and as a tool and as love, we can have a different relationship with it. And then it has a different relationship with our business and what we're here to do. Yes. And it's interesting because... I've I've had a lot. <laughs> I mean, as anybody who's listened to my podcast would know, I've had a, an interesting journey with money that I didn't expect to have. I'm not sure why, considering I was starting a business over the last few years. 
And you're right. It, it started to occur to me that you know we use the word value with money. And that's exactly what money allows us to do is, is speak more into our values. I love the way that you brought up amplifies our life. Money amplifies our life because it gives us more resources to do more things, I guess, is the thing or to bring more into our life. I was about to say, do things we love. It can be that way. But it's just amplifying whatever it is we're putting it towards. And so it, it feels like it ties back to that intuition piece of what is it that I'm wanting to grow in my life. You know, I could use money to do that. It's one tool, but there are you know other tools that I can use to do that. And I think it's so important to hear yourself in order to know what is it that I'm amplifying and am I doing that intentionally? Yes. And like one of the things that I have learned and seen in my life and seen in my client's life is that when you are following your heart, when you are bringing in this intuitive piece, this remembering that we're soul on a journey and we're stepping forward into the unknown, surrendering as we go, just following the joy, following the heart, the money comes it really does. I, it's not a cliche. It it happens. <laughs> <gasps> yes, I love that. Thank you for sharing it and putting it that way. It's it's so helpful to open ourselves up to that idea. You know, letting more in. You know, whether you're a business owner or not, I think we've been conditioned to think like I once I have enough, I shouldn't want more, but bringing in more money, more joy, more of whatever it is that you're looking for is a good thing. Mm -hmm. Life is abundant. Like the earth is abundant. It's always growing. Like everything is growing. And we're that way. Everything is that way. Life is always wanting to love us. What happens is we have these blocks of where we're not able to be loved. We're not open to receive what life is trying to give us. Our stories, our programming, our wounds, all those things, our fears, they stop us from opening our heart and allowing everything to come in. And, you know, on my own journey, I keep finding little layers of where I'm not allowing love in. And I've been on this journey for 20 years, you know, like it's a practice. Oh, there's another spot where I am not allowing people or things to love me. Yes. And I find that all the time as well. And I think it's challenging. And at the same time, it feels good when you give yourself permission to feel that way and tend to yourself and allow yourself to continue growing. I love that analogy about the earth continuing to grow. You're right. We're always continuing to grow. And the more that we open ourselves up to that growth, to whatever life is trying to give us, I think that's where we find ultimately you know, the path or the map <laughs> that we're creating. Yeah. Yeah. And one of my favorite prayers along the map because we have a tendency to want to see the whole map. And oftentimes it's not even written yet, right? Our choices, what we decide to do, how we grow, it creates the map as we go as well. And so 
with this tendency to want to see the whole map, we really can stop ourselves. We can get afraid. We can give up because it just feels so big. And so my favorite prayer is just, please show me my next step. And that allows it to unfold. And it's even better than we can imagine when we allow it to do to unfold that way. Mm, that's such a beautiful prayer. Thank you for offering that. And that feels like a great place to end this conversation. Am I on the right path in my business? Please show me the next step. Thank you so much for, for sharing that and sharing all this wonderful wisdom you did today. Mm, thank you for this beautiful, deep conversation. It's been wonderful being here with you. Thank you for being here today and making your personal and spiritual growth a priority in your life. To learn more about connecting with your dreams and your intuition so that you can create a life full of possibilities, visit me at www.themoderndayintuitive.com and see how we can create magic together. A big thank you from my heart to yours for making the planet a better place for us all.